RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The search for a missing paraglider continues with better weather improving visibility. The mainland's drug regulator launches a nationwide inspection of vaccine production. And Japan hangs six more Aum Shinriko cult members. Improved weather conditions have raised hopes of finding a paraglider who's been missing since Sunday. Wendy Wong reports. The search for paraglider Patrick Chong has entered its fourth day, with hopes he can be found due to better visibility on Lantau Island. The Hong Kong Paragliding Association says for the past three days, low cloud cover has limited helicopter access to certain areas. It also said rescuers on foot struggled with cloud cover as low as 5 metres, meaning areas weren't searched effectively because of the height and density of vegetation coupled with the steep terrain. The association urged members of the public not to fly drones in the area, as this would mean helicopters from the government flying service would have to return to base. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she expects Hong Kong's economy to grow this year, despite uncertainties from the ongoing Sino-US trade dispute. During a meeting in Beijing with the president of the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, Jin Li Chun, Mrs Lam said she hoped Hong Kong could play a key role in the AIIB. She said the SAR has what it takes to ride out any potential challenges. Of course, um, now with a bit of uncertainty arising <laughs> from the uh, trade war, we will have to be uh, very uh, vigilant on the impact. But generally, I still believe 2018 will be a, a very good year for Hong Kong. But uh, we also need to roll out policies which will continue to support uh, this growth. Mrs Lam is currently on a four-day visit to the capital. She also plans to meet with Hong Kong youngsters who are currently on internships there. A former Transport and Housing Secretary says a multi-pronged approach is needed to solve Hong Kong's housing problem, and this should include reclamation. Anthony Chern called the public to seriously consider this option. He also said the government should consider imposing tighter resale restrictions on HOS flats. This follows a decision earlier this month to lower their price from the current 70% of market value to 52%. Last week, an HOS flat in Mongkok was sold for $10 million, a record for the subsidised housing market. Here's Mr Chern. If you look at the history of Hong Kong's built environment development, whether in terms of developing new towns or public housing projects, we'll find that reclamation in the past had always been an important way of producing developable land. In other cities, such as Singapore, which Hong Kong people quite admire, one quarter of their housing land comes from reclamation. So we should not discard reclamation as an option too casually. I think we should seriously consider reclamation. The DAB says more parents are ditching summer activities for their kids this year because they cannot afford it. The figure has jumped 10% in a survey of over 300 primary school parents. The DAB also found another half of the parents have planned extracurricular activities for their children. For 30% of them, that costs over 30% of their household income. DAB lawmaker Vincent Chang said it shows some summer activities are not cheap at all and the government should provide more free classes so kids from grassroots are not left out. The middle class kids can have a lot of resources and a lot of um, academic work for them to practice and for those from grassroots they, they may not have enough. So this is make a, they, they may make a gap in reaching that. We urge the government should have more uh, funding and provide more uh, different uh, uh, ways to let the kids uh, to have more a uh, place to go. We, we feel that it's kind of ways, you know, that the, the whole summer holiday, they may spend the whole time at home. And uh, I think it's not very good.
The mainland's drug regulator has launched a nationwide inspection of vaccine production following a safety scare involving a pharmaceutical firm accused of fraudulent quality control. The state drug administration said it had dispatched inspection teams to investigate the entire chain of vaccine production. Yesterday, authorities announced they'd arrested 15 people over the scandal, including the chairwoman of Changsheng Biotechnology. Six members of a cult that carried out a deadly 1995 nerve gas attack on Tokyo's subway have been executed weeks after the group's leader was hanged. The Justice Minister confirmed all remaining Aum Shinrikyo cult members on death row had been executed, saying capital punishment can't be avoided for those who've committed extremely heinous crimes. The 1995 sarin attack on the Tokyo subway during rush hour killed 13 people and injured thousands more. Laboratory assistant involved in testing the strength of concrete used in the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge has pleaded guilty to conspiracy to defraud. He had manipulated test reports. District Court Judge Clement Lee was told that Kuang Fu Yin had amended the date and time of tests to make it look like they had met time frame requirements and had used substitute concrete samples. In mitigation, his lawyer said Mr Kuang was a low-level staff member who was only following instructions. The judge will sentence Mr Kuang this afternoon together with a senior lab technician who had earlier pleaded guilty in the same case. The EU Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker and President Trump have agreed a series of measures to try to avoid an all-out trade war. Speaking at the White House after their talks, Mr Trump said a new phase in their trade relations had begun. Mr Juncker said he was pleased his objective of coming to Washington to make a deal was successful. We have identified a number of areas on which to work together. Work towards zero tariffs on industrial goods. That was my main intention to propose to come down to zero tariffs on industrial goods. Both men said they'd agreed to strengthen cooperation in the energy sector with the EU, buying more liquefied natural gas from the US and increased trade in services and agriculture, including the EU buying more US soybeans. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has reaffirmed that Washington rejects Russia's annexation of Crimea from the Ukraine. But Russia's foreign ministry dismissed his statement, highlighting previous U.S. foreign policy reversals. Here's the BBC's Barbara Plytusha. Mr. Pompeo released his statement on Crimea just before the Senate hearing. On this and other areas of concern, he repeated that U.S. policy on Russia had not changed. And he said he personally told the Russians there would be severe consequences if they interfered again in U.S. elections. But senators were frustrated that he wouldn't give details about Mr. Trump's private conversation with Mr. Putin. They said they were confused by and worried about the president's foreign policy decisions. On North Korea, Mr. Pompeo said there had been progress, but he didn't give details. And he admitted Pyongyang was continuing to produce fissile material for nuclear bombs in spite of its pledge to denuclearize. More than 12 hours after polls closed in Pakistan's general election, results are only trickling in because of what the Election Commission says are technical problems. Partial tallies indicate the party of the cricketer-turned-politician Imran Khan is in the lead. BBC Secunda Kamani reports. Imran Khan's supporters took to the streets of Royal Bindi to celebrate. Counting of the votes is still ongoing, but it looks increasingly likely his party will be the largest in the next parliament and he will be the country's next prime minister. Imran Khan's spokesman, Naimal Haq, announced Khan would address the nation tomorrow afternoon. However, the PMLN party, which has been in power for the past five years, has rejected the results. Leader Shabazz Sharif condemned what he called rigging. He said he'll be using all political and legal means to challenge the result. 
Greek authorities say 80 people are now known to have died in wildfires around Athens, making them the deadliest ever recorded in Greece. Dozens of people remain missing after the fast-moving fire swept across the Attica region. The Irish government has confirmed the death of one of its citizens in the fires. It's the BBC's James Reynolds. Brian O'Callaghan-Westrop and Zoe Hollihan got married last Thursday in Ireland and then flew here to Mati for their honeymoon. On Monday, wildfires swept through this resort and the couple got separated while they were trying to escape. Zoe Hollihan survived with burns. The Irish government has now confirmed that her husband Brian was killed in the fires. The authorities here continue their efforts to identify the dead and to make sure that they've accounted for anyone who may still be missing. Scientists believe they've found the first evidence of an existing body of liquid water on Mars. The Italian research team analysed images of the polar ice cap sent by the Mars Express satellite and found what appears to be a lake about 20 kilometres long, lying over a kilometre below the, below the ice. They say the significance of the find is that, unlike previous discoveries of water on Mars, this reservoir seems to be permanently liquid. Space journalist Ken Kramer says the lake could provide the conditions required for life for extended periods of time. We have been looking for decades for water on another planet and uh, liquid water. You know, we found ice, we found much ice on Mars and other worlds, but the key is liquid water because liquid water is what you need for life. Business news in Venezuela will print banknotes with five fewer zeros as the country struggles with runaway inflation that could top one million percent this year. President Nicolas Maduro said the move would spark great revolutionary changes in the economy. The country has the world's largest proven oil reserves, but is five years into an economic crisis with shortages of food and medicine. Shares in Facebook fell by a quarter after hours in New York after the social network released second quarter earnings that missed expectations. But it was a stunningly weak financial outlook that really set alarm bells ringing among investors. BBC's Dave Lee reports. Facebook's revenue from April to June this year totaled $13.23 billion. That's up 42% on last year. But it meant for the first time since 2015, Facebook fell short of analysts' expectations, sending shares tumbling. However, this is hardly Armageddon for Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg. This earning report shows that on the whole, users, despite the scandals, do not appear to be leaving Facebook behind. Mainland biotech firm Ascletis Pharma is said to have set its share price at $14 each in the middle of a proposed price range, raising $3.1 billion in Hong Kong. Startup, which makes antiviral, cancer and liver disease drugs, is the first to list under new rules designed to attract early-stage biotech firms that are without revenue or profit. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,716. That's down 203 points on the previous close. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.78 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with football. Bayern Munich have signed the Canadian teenager Alfonso Davies from the Vancouver Whitecaps for a record 22 million US dollars. That's the most money ever paid for an MLS player. The 17-year-old Davies will play the remainder of the MLS season before joining the German champions at the start of next year. He was Canada's top scorer at the CONCACAF Gold Cup. 
The former Manchester United great Paul Scholes has criticized Jose Mourinho, saying his rival, the Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola, would hate the way United play. His comments were made ahead of United's friendly against AC Milan. Scholes won 25 trophies, including 11 Premier League titles and the Champions League twice. They got beat by Sevilla in Champions League, which was really poor. Sevilla a poor team. They got to the, to the final of, of, of the FA Cup. But every year when Manchester United don't win something, it's a disaster. He's obviously got to try and win the league, but there's so many good teams now, it's, it's going to be difficult. Mourinho is not sounding happy on United's preseason tour of the United States. He says his players have had less time to prepare than those of the other clubs after the World Cup. If you look to the players that Chelsea and Liverpool they have in the in the preseason, especially these two teams, also Arsenal, I think you, if you compare. You see the difference of uh, of the situation. Uh, Man City and Tottenham in a similar situation as uh, as we are, but you can see that some other clubs they are in a different situation. Britain's Garen Thomas has extended his lead at the Tour de France as the defending champion Chris Froome faltered on stage 17's final climb. Here's the call by the BBC's Tom Fordyce. Garen Thomas is distancing Tom de Moulin. He is distancing Primoz Roglic. Is this the day that Garen Thomas takes an iron grip on the 105th Tour de France? He has shown himself to be the strongest man in Sky and he has shown himself to be the strongest man in the race. Geraint Thomas finishes the stage third. Is this the point he takes a grip on the yellow jersey that he will not relinquish? Thomas, chasing his first Grand Tour victory, now leads Froome by 2 minutes 31 seconds with four stages remaining. Thomas's closest challenger is now the Dutchman Tom de Moulin, who is 1 minute 59 seconds behind with Froome in third. Nairo Quintana of Colombia held off Ireland's Dan Martin to win the 65-kilometer stage. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The search for a missing paraglider continues with better weather improving visibility. The mainland's drug regulator launches a nationwide inspection of vaccine production and Japan hangs six more Aum Shinriko cult members. And that's the news from RTHK. Told me I could be a star On a plane for the first time I couldn't wait to start Landed at JFK Father Christmas picked me up Checked into a dream hotel And I thought there's no such thing as luck To my interview And I thought There's no such thing as luck And oh If I only knew That 
it's gonna be. And I'd say, hey, there is more to me than meets the eye. Let me be who I wanna be. And I'd say, hey, I'm an oddity, and that's alright. Let me fly and follow my dreams. And I'd say, hey. 